Welcome everyone to the Atomic Cinema Experiment. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tara. Greetings citizens. And this is a science fiction movie podcast. We get together every week, we have watched a sci-fi movie and then we're going to talk about it. It's really quite that simple. And coming up this week we are doing last month's Patreon vote winner. It is Lucy, directed by Luke Besson, and this is uh, Scarlett Johansson starring this. This was a very popular action sci-fi movie that came out in 2014. Uh, you probably remember the poster, which is just a big, big black and white image of Scarlett's face with the big bold text, Lucy, over her eyes. That is what we're going to talk about. The, the premise of this one is that a, a woman is... Bit, I mean, we'll get into the specifics in the plot as to how it happens, but... Ultimately, she is able to access more than the typical amount of her brain based on the, what do you call it? The fable? Old science. <laughs> the myth. The myth that we only use 10% of her brains. Uh, mm-hmm. She's going to unlock the rest of it and gradually over the course of the film get more and more skills and abilities because her brain is unlocking and she's using all of it. And so we'll start spoiler-free, of course, as we always do, and we'll give you a warning before we go to spoilers. I feel like, I don't know how much of this would be considered spoiler, because I feel like, at least with my own expectations, which I guess I'll talk about uh, in a minute, but with my own expectations, like, this movie was, wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be when I first saw it, like, eight years ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that... I, I think that part of that might not necessarily be spoilery to talk about just because it was probably in some of the trailers a bit more than what i remembered but at the same time i feel like i was expecting one type of movie and it vastly went in this weird direction and that kind of affected how i felt about it at the time i was very interested to revisit it now knowing what it was going to be and see how that would play with my my enjoyment and how i felt about it but uh uh, was this the first time you had seen this no i saw this movie in the theater I actually saw this movie during a, a bit of a crisis in my life where I just sort of went in blindly because I wanted a movie to cheer me, cheer me up and I just picked something that was, you know, whatever the popular thing was. It was something I really enjoyed at the time because it felt really good to watch a, an empowering woman on screen for an hour and a half or however long it is. And it was just something I really needed at the time. And I knew when I was watching it, like this premise is really dated and kind of dumb, but I still got really into it. Like if you accept that the premise is a real thing and just get into the film, like it, it was a very empowering film for me to go to sit through and just what I needed at the time. And, you know, I knew what it was and that my reaction to it isn't, if I had watched it any other time, probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Well, that leads to an interesting question then is watching it again now, did you enjoy it as much? I still would say I enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I actually, I I think the movie is very stylish. I think all the stuff with Morgan Freeman is a bit dumb because he's supposed to represent the science part of it. And I I don't enjoy the science part of it because it doesn't make any sense. But I think all, I think Scarlett Johansson's really good in it. I like um, the multicultural side of the of the film. I love that the villain just like never secretly speaks and understands English at all (laughs) throughout the consistently throughout the film. Like there's never this turn where he knew it the whole time, like any other movie would have done. So like, no, there's going to be subtitles for the villain or sometimes no subtitles because you're supposed to be 
with Lucy and not understanding what's happening. Um, or just I, get it from I, I would say that m- I would say that getting subtitles is the exception, not the rule. I'd say there's more stuff in Korean throughout the film that we don't get subtitles for than we do. Right. You just have to get it through the context of what's happening. So I I still really enjoy the film. Like, I I think for an action film, it's quite good. I like the... I I mean, there is something very tantalizing about the idea of that we all have this unlocked potential that we can, you know, with assistance could reach or with uh, practice could, could reach and become better and have the superpowers and such. But, uh, you know, I see why Luc Besson, like, made a movie around this, even though the science is quite dated, (laughs) if you could even call it science. But, um, yeah, I still think that the movie is worth watching. Yeah, I... So my reaction to the film when I first saw it is pretty similar to how I feel about it now, Mm -hmm. which is, I think it's stylishly directed. I think the opening like 10 minutes or whatever are, are great i was like oh this is going to be a great Decided. action movie like yeah. I, I think the way it introduces the story and the way it stylistically just goes straight into it and the way it plays it like a sort of action thriller i think is really good what's funny for the context of this podcast the science fiction movie podcast is the more sci-fi it goes the more i don't like it and i, I would say that the impression I got going in and the way people were talking about it is I was expecting... Obviously, I wouldn't have compared it to this at the time because it didn't exist yet. But what I was expecting was that, okay, part of her brain unlocks and she basically instantly becomes like John Wick because she can like see where the bullets are going to go. She can like predict the moves. And that I, that's what I thought it was. I thought she was just going to be a badass action hero and that's... That is like, you know, there for like 10, 15 minutes after everything happens and then it starts escalating... And we get to a point where she's just getting superpowers and a point where she's so powerful that honestly, I just didn't enjoy like watching this stuff anymore. And I think part of the mm-hmm. reason for that is not just that she's so powerful that there's no real threat in the action scenes, but it's that she also kind of gets really cold as a character. Like her humanity kind of like goes away and uh, it, it felt like, I mean, you mentioned there's a villain and there is a villain, but after a point, he feels kind of irrelevant. It, it just kind of feels like that's not like... She almost, like, deals with the villain plot, like, in the first 30 minutes. And then the, the rest of the movie is, like, just this sort of general goal because of what's happening to her. And it's at that point where it starts to lose me, I think. And then it just kind of, more and more as the film goes on. There's some stuff towards the end that I would describe as, uh... Like, almost like you're watching, like, Venom. <laughs> that really, like, I'm just like... But at that point, it's lost me. At that point, it's jumped the shark. And I'm just like... Mm-hmm this premise like if if this you know unlocking more of your brain to like have better reactions and have quicker skills and like if if that's all it was it would still be dumb don't get me wrong but I, i'd be like i think there's a bradley cooper movie about that yeah limitless i want to say right mm-hmm. if that's all it was it was like okay unlocks her brain and somehow she's just really good at fighting now okay i would accept that it would be dumb but that could make for a fun action movie where she's just really badass and like goes after the guy, you know, the guy who did this to her for revenge. That'd be fun. But that's not what this is. It it it, it goes past that in like ten minutes and then starts to like unravel into like weird philosophical nonsense and and like sci-fi stuff that is based on just like that's so. The best example I can give you for the nonsense in this is that 
Early on in the film, probably a little bit after the first, like, say, 10 minutes, we cut to Morgan Freeman, who is this scientist giving a lecture based on all of his hypothesis about the human brain and how we only use 10%. And he starts saying things, like, at 20% we'd be able to do this. And I'm like, how do you it's, know? It's, what, all, it's all hypothetical, well, right, though? How would, you, how would you know? Right? And it's, but someone puts their, their hand up and says, uh... What about forty? Well, at forty, we'd start. It wouldn't just be about controlling our own. Because he says at twenty, we'd con- have complete control of our own bodies, meaning we would like be able to like literally just like turn off and on certain systems. And like, if you wanted to like sense something, you could because you could sort of focus in on that one sense. Things you know, things like that. And I'm sure it's more than that, but right. But at forty percent, you could control other people. And I'm like, you have to give me a reason. Because this just sounds so out your ass. Like, why can you control other people at 40%? Why do you suddenly have some sort of weird link to other people that they're in the Matrix? You're like, And that's the thing. Lucy, by the end of this movie, has more abilities than Neo does in the freaking mm-hmm. Matrix. At, at that point, I'm just like, I'm not enjoying this. None of this like, is engaging <laughs> to me. Oh, I still think it's enjoyable. I think I think you're right about like that's why I brought up the Morgan Freeman stuff. Like, I think every time he's on screen and they try to do science mm. stuff, I'm like, this is not working for me. But like, even in the end, there are—I won't spoil it—but like, there are scenes in it that I do really enjoy, and like, I like seeing this—you know—this young adult woman who just wants to party. Like, goes from being like a. Like this, uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. She's like a foreign exchange student or whatever in Taiwan, and she's just out to party all the time. And all of a sudden, like transforms into this Superman. But she has this focus and this drive, and it's, uh, it's. I enjoy like her experience and her like um, uh, how everything is playing out according to her her plan and. Uh, you know, she still does try to hold on to her humanity. There's a character introduced for that. And I think that I think it's still entertaining and still enjoyable to watch, like just to see how things progress as she gets further and further unlocked. Um, but yeah, anytime you try to bring in the science, I'm like, eh, no, I'm not working. Nah, see, the, <laughs> just because the initial premise isn't isn't good. Now, nah, so. the, the two main problems I have with or why I disagree with what you just said is one I don't think enough of her humanity sticks around so it's hard to root for anything she's doing because there's no real it's it's a very vague goal it's just kind of there because she has to have a goal right it doesn't really feel and I think I'm not saying that you couldn't make the goal she has in this work or the main sort of ideas that it's trying to get across work by the end but this movie is a brisk 90 minutes it is it is paced yeah it goes real fast it is paced like an action movie that really shouldn't have a complex plot and somehow like it's trying to do this story that it should. You know, this movie should be a three-hour Stanley Kubrick movie to get these ideas across. I I think there is very much some some influence from Kubrick in this. Yeah, but you see what I mean though. Like it, it, like you could set up the ideas that it ultimately tries to land by the end, and I don't think it does. I, I think it, like it feels too gimmicky by the end because it's just wrapped up so quickly. And it, the, the amount of time it actually spends introducing the philosophical ideas of like what the you know like the meaning of life and existence and like what it is to be human and all these different things like this movie does not have time to explore any of this and it doesn't get any of it across it just feels like it's there to just kind of justify like where it's going by the end but there's no personal real motivation or goal like once she's already kind of had her revenge 
Like it's done. Like her, like her personal goal is gone. And at that point, if you want, her goal is to survive. And that's all the way through the end because her body is like disintegrating. Eh, uh, we'll talk about more in spoilers. We can't really get into it. But I, I just, I, I, I think like after a certain point in this movie, I don't think like the the goals she has or the motivation she has, other than that, like a broad survival thing, right? I don't think there's <laughs> oh, any that thing. <laughs> well, no, because it's not like it doesn't play that way though. She doesn't seem to give a shit about anything. She's she's very uncaring this and. This, I think, is where the 2001 comparison comes in. I think this is very much about what's next for humanity. Like, where do we go if we are able to go past our physical form and past our capabilities of where we are right now? Yeah, and as that, it's a bad movie. It's just, it's not fit for that purpose. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a fine film. Like, I think it's entertaining. <laughs> I think it's fun. I think it's, I, uh, I, I think, I think the... I think these issues are addressed in the film. Like, that's the whole point of the film. Um, whether or not you think it's successful, then, you know, is whatever is on you. It's not on me. It's on the movie for not giving it enough time. Just bringing them up is not a... Like, like you want to defend it because you like it, fine. But, like, it's, I do not think this movie has the weight behind it to actually deal with any of the ideas that it raises, right? The, the first, like, 20, 30 minutes, I'm kind of into it because it's well shot, it's well directed, the way it introduces the character is kind of fun. And there's some really stylistic moments. There's a, there's a moment early on where she goes into a hospital and there's just, like, a lot of movement in the camera. The way it kind of... Well, she walks past the camera and the camera pans to follow her. And then when she stops, the camera moves up and then goes around her. And it's, it, it feels like a dance. It feels like there's this motion and you get this sense that she's really surveying the the... Mm-hmm. the building around her the layout she's like really mapping out her geography and you get this feeling that much like you do in like other movies where there's not like a reason for it it's just that the, the person's meant to be that smart and that much of a badass but here it's like no no she's she's got all these like her senses are all firing and all cylinders and she's able to process all the information now in a way that she couldn't before and it really sells that idea and at that point i'm kind of interested because i'm like okay you're giving me a character who is more capable but there is rules to what she can do in the world and then after that, it's just magic. Everything just starts to be magic after that. And there's, there's some visuals in this movie that I think are laugh out bad. Uh, there's some stuff towards the end that I laughed at because I think they look, it just looks stupid um, because it doesn't set them up enough to like make it work. I, I, I think the, the ideas in this are the sort of ideas that I want a Kubrick or a David Lynch or I want a director who is going to like prod my mind and sort of do it with sort of prod my mind with with ideas and explore them through nuance as opposed to this which is trying it raises these ideas but it has the mentality of a rush superhero movie like that that's the actual like the that's the toolkit that he's using he's got the toolkit of a simple superhero movie to try and make something that a kubrick would make (laughs) in 2001 and it doesn't work this movie loses me completely after the first like 30 40 minutes like once we're in the back half of this movie like i could not care less about this character or what she's doing because she's not a character anymore not really um well i mean i didn't have that experience watching the film i thought (laughs) that she you know i enjoyed watching her progress and become this next level thing that you know is i get the idea that you know she's able to see things that we can't see because she's you know tapped into that ability 
And, you know, what it sets up is fine. Like, I understand it looks like magic. And there are moments where I'm just like, eh, that's not really working for me. But I don't think it's just flat out not an enjoyable experience to watch anymore. <laughs> like, I still think it's a fun movie. Uh, I just think it's nonsense because there's no rules. Uh, and oh, it, I mean, they I mean, they sort of set up that there are rules. That's not because it keeps getting worse and worse. Like, it, there's no rules, like, and there's no threat to her. Nothing can touch her. Yeah, I mean, but we don't really know exactly, like, what the, uh, what her plan is. In, you know, you you realize that she isn't really in danger, but it is set up like, like she is. And I, in the moments, like, I do feel that way. And then all of a sudden, there's a new ability that she has. You're like, okay, then never mind. Like, that's not a problem anymore. But it's still, like, a, a fun action scene. <laughs> Because she's able to do these things. I I don't know. I, I don't think there's any good action scenes after after the first like thirty minutes. I don't think there's any good action. I think most of it's pretty just too too easy. Everything's too easy after that point. All right. Well, let's just get into it then. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. Spoilers for Lucy. There is actually like you know, and you can feel Bisson's trying to do some artistic things because at the start he does this thing where. As Lucy's like been convinced into this little plan that this guy that she's dating's got, because he wants her to deliver this briefcase, and it's clearly illegal, it's clearly shady, and he's clearly mm-hmm. scared to go and do it himself. So he's like, "No, you go in with the briefcase. They won't be expecting you." And she's like, "No," and it's like, "No, I'm not doing this. <laughs> this sounds dodgy. I'm just going to go home." But then he handcuffs her to the briefcase, and she has to. And as this is all happening, it kind of every so often intercuts like wildlife. Like uh, she's the prey, and there's like a like a leopard coming in to. Is it a cheetah? Is it yeah. a cheetah? Uh, she is coming in to like you know get her and it also does it also gives her a random bit of trivia the first ever woman that was named lucy and we see like in a museum somewhere yeah i think she's uh australopithecus yeah is the name which actually does turn out to be set up for something much much later yeah yeah i mean it's always what i think of when i hear the name lucy <laughs> it is honestly like this is a thing that i learned uh i'm pretty sure i saw her in one of the museums I went to. Mm. Um, so it's always just a thing that I associate the name Lucy with. I know, you can see the, the idea that if Lucy's at the dawn of mankind and this Lucy's going to start our next stage of mankind kind of kind of idea. I can see what he's doing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like the, the, the way that like the, the guy at the desk reacts to her asking for this particular guy, the, the goons coming down, shooting her boyfriend, like taking her up. Like, Yeah, that's a really intense thing to see. Yeah, and like you know, she's handcuffed to this case the entire time while they're checking what's in it. In fact, there's one point where they don't trust what's inside it, so they actually say they tell her to open it, and then they all go outside the room, and there's like guys with like riot shields in case it's a bomb. (laughs) And the only person who speaks English, like we don't know anything that they're saying. Like there's one translator, is the guy at the front desk who is translating for her. Um, and we have to trust that he's translating what she's saying correctly. And so he's like, oh, on the phone, like, don't worry, it's safe. But then we see people with shields and then the main baddie is like hiding behind a wall somewhere. And then like they're going to offer her a job. They want her to smuggle some of this, this blue drug that's in there. They, they, they put it in her stomach when she's knocked out. So she's got a big wound on her stomach. And the whole idea is she's going to smuggle it. And it's when she's been held captive... Well, I assume they're waiting for the scars to heal a little bit because it would look suspicious going onto a plane <laughs> with like a big bandage with blood seeping out of it. 
one guy tries to you know grope her and she kind of like shows him away and he gets mad and kicks her in the stomach a couple of times and would you believe it this bursts the bag of drugs and this stuff like goes into her system and into her brain but even the idea is just like you know a bag of this stuff <laughs> that unlocks her potential like why, why doesn't someone else do this then surely, surely someone else can just like down a bag of this and unlock their potential if they really mm-hmm. want to but yeah and as soon as this happens she starts like she, she basically starts floating at one point actually she's kind of like like when she's it's like, like exorcism yeah. Happening. yeah she's like she's like tied to the pipe in the wall and she's like sort of like up horizontal like kicking her legs out at one point but she goes out and she she walks out like she's john wick and like takes out all the guys who are like guarding this area because they're all eating and then she then she sits down and starts shoving her face in the food because she's been locked up for a couple of days yeah i think she just also is burning so much energy from her brain power so she just needs to like you know refuel yeah by the flash because his metabolism so quick because he's yeah burning so well much i fuel. mean i mean i think your brain does require fuel so now that she's using more of it she's just shoving food in her. <laughs> <laughs> i would have liked to have always seen her with snacks i think that would have been a good a good thing to add mm. <laughs> a little comedic I- moment of her just constantly eating yeah, and she goes to the hospital, and this is, you know, there's some really stylistic moments as she's taking control, working at the hospital, and she walks into a sur- surgery. And this is one of the first moments, as much as I, I otherwise think this scene's all right, and like some of the style in it, she shoots the guy that's getting operated on, and she justifies it afterwards by just sort of coldly saying, oh, you couldn't have saved him anyway. Like, the cancer had already, like, gotten to wherever. And... I'm like, okay, that was really cold and dark, but, like, I guess if he was going to die anyway, then it's not that bad, but it, it did felt re- really logical, and I suppose that's supposed to, and I wish it dealt with this more, like, you know, you said there's a character she keeps around later, like a cop, who, to remind her of humanity, and I feel like there's definitely, like, like an interesting idea here, this idea mm-hmm. that she's losing her humanity, and she's trying to stay tethered to it in some way, yeah, because this is the scene where she calls her mother and she yeah. has an emotional phone call with them or with her. And while the doctor is performing surgery on her and she explains, like, I can't feel like she could just turn off the pain sensor now. So it doesn't matter that she's, you know, awake, doesn't have anesthesia. She's pointing a gun at the surgeon the whole time he's working on her. And she's also <laughs> unlocked every memory she's ever had. She can now remember everything in detail. I actually thought that scene was that was pretty emotional when she's like describing like the warmth of the milk and stuff in her mouth. I'm like, I, I don't know. It just really got to me. Like this is like the, she has the memory of being a baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Feeling like the mother's love, like you know, baby and mother connection thing. Yeah, the the powers that you know that the abilities hadn't gone too far for me yet at this point. Like up until mm-hmm. this point, which is maybe twenty twenty five minutes in. I'm mostly on board because I'm like, okay, she's got these extra abilities. This is an interesting trait. Um, and obviously not this time, but the first time I was thinking, okay, the movies are going to be about her getting back to the main like Korean bad guy and taking him down. Then she does it in the next scene. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what's weird about it is she doesn't kill him though, which is just convenient so that he's there later on to come after her. Uh, but she could have done. I mean, she's... It, she, she could have, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's already... I mean, she's quite happy to kill multiple people later on in the mm-hmm. movie quite willy-nilly without thinking about it so but she basically goes home uses her roommate's laptop to read everything about what might be happening to her and then oh morgan freeman's the expert on this shit so she calls him and this is where it starts to get a bit wonky for me because it's like oh i can control all types of like signals and waves so i can like just show up on his tv i can show you know, i can be in his phone i can 
show up on his laptop. Oh, that was actually that was one of the things that bugged me the most. Actually, is just because she can think super fast doesn't mean her computer can actually keep up with that. Her computer, like her, like her computers, like all the windows are like flashing like super fast. I'm like, no, her computer can't do that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not about coding. The processor, the the hardware inside the computer can physically not do this. Cannot keep up to this speed. This is not about being smart. This is just about physically impossibilities. Okay. Um, not to mention this is a, an eight-year-old computer at this point. Even computers today can't do this. The, the, the well, speed she's going. So she's like, I'm going to come and see you. And Morgan Freeman's advice, and this is kind of sets up the goal of the movie, is that, well, what do you do with this now? Well, if you're going to, like, burn out and die in a day because you, you physically can't exist like this for long, then, like any cell, from the start of the dawn of existence, your purpose should be to pass on the knowledge that you accumulate. So she's basically on her way to Paris to meet Morgan Freeman and some other scientists to give them everything she's learned about the universe and science before she dies. That's the goal. She can change her hair color. That's like the next thing I think we can see her do. If she just changes mm -hmm. her hair color. She's able to tap into DNA, I suppose. It's when she actually starts, like, becoming a cloud <laughs> on the plane. She, start, she starts dusting. And her like, face starts melting. It's like, it's like Thanos has snapped his fingers and she starts to... <laughs> <laughs> she starts to disintegrate. And I'm not just making that joke because it's Scarlett Johansson. I'm, you know, like... That, that is kind of what it reminded me of. Um... And she's able to pull it together, uh, but the you know. Well, she's able to be with more drugs, and yes. I like the I like the visual of her hop 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 like this, chopping at the peck of drugs and stuff. It's a very funny visual. She calls a detective in Paris and tells them about the other the other cat you know the other smugglers who are going to be arriving, so that she can get the drugs from them to to last mm -hmm. long enough, uh, and also to unlock like. All 100%. Because, you know, every so often in the movie, it comes up saying 10%, 20%. You know, this is where we're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, okay. Well, it's, you know, it's amplifying things. Like, okay, we, we see where she's at. Like, the, the limit is obviously going to be 100. So where is she and how much further does she have to go with her abilities? Yeah. So the detective's weirded out because she, you know, guesses a bunch about him. But when they actually meet up... The bad guys, the Koreans, show up and try to take their drugs back, from, even though the guys are like being held in like a a holding cell. Scarlet basically just takes everything from them because she makes them levitate. She stops the guy who's got the case from running away, makes all the gar all the like the henchmen levitate, and she just walks up and takes what's hers, <laughs> like mm -hmm. like it's nothing. Did you enjoy this? <laughs> yeah, it was like the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. She just like walks through one at a time and like <laughs> throws them around with the force. <laughs> mm, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling any of this. This, this is like it was. Oh, this was off the rails for me at this point. Well, I mean, this is the story of her becoming Superman. So, like the or the Ubermensch, you know, the the next stage. So, I think it's, I, I think her like being able to tap into some sort of like uh, abilities like being able to move objects with her mind is you know makes sense that that would be the next progress you know progressed whatever thing the next part of her <laughs> of her evolution that she's going through 
all I wanted, and part of this maybe is expectations, but even the second time I watched it, this still annoyed me, is my expectations was slick, stylish action movie. And after like 30 minutes, it turns into her making people float away and disintegrating people. In fact, see when she's in the car with a cop and she starts seeing like the phone signals go up like the matrix codes from everyone's mm-hmm. phones. And then she starts like sort of like doing that with her hands to like sort of like go through it and like pick out the one <laughs> she wants. I'm like, this is silly. Yeah, I, I agree. That that part always kind of irritates me too. Like I understand what they're trying to convey that she can see signals and yeah. she's able to determine which one is going to be one that's useful to her. Like even though there's you know seemingly millions around her, she could still go this is the one that I need. And so we can focus on that. So I, it's kind of a difficult thing to, you know, to shoot without her going like this, like it's some sort of computer screen or like of the future. But um, so, I mean, I agree with you that it's a bit silly, um, but I understand why it's there. I just don't love it either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, and I could get down with some silliness ultimately. If anything, I was in, and you know, I went into this movie originally thinking there would be some silliness, but um you know i I thought it would be more of like a personal character goal and but she feels so unhuman like towards the end and yeah she has this goal to pass on the knowledge but she's she's not the character we started with and it's it doesn't really feel like an arc because Mm -hmm. the drug completely changed her almost instantly she she tries to cling to her humanity a little bit you know at the hospital talking to her mom but after that it's you know it's gone like she's basically Mm -hmm. already gone after that so in terms of had to mature real fast so in terms of of a protagonist (laughs) It's really hard to kind of like care about her for the rest of the movie, and I think that's a problem. I I don't think the movie has the right like, you know. I, I think if you're going to give me like a central character who's not a character, like that's where you I start comparing it to these other sort of more like omniscient styled directors who like sort of create like a tone and a feel, and you feel like you're you're witnessing some sort of cosmic event rather than you know, a character going through a story. But it's still presented that way, though. It's still presented as her just on a mission and she's got a goal and she's going there. And there's villains. And that's the thing, towards the end, like, you know, the the Koreans are, like, getting close and the main bad guy is, like, hunting her down. He wants revenge for her coming in and, like, you know, scaring the shit out of him. And she, she he, you know, it's like, like, but at this point, we know he's not a threat. There's, there's nothing mm-hmm. he can do. Like, what, you know, what's going to happen if he gets to her in time? She's just going to, like, snap her finger and he's just going to go... It'll, it'll be like uh, Dr. Manhattan at that point. It'll just be like, bleh, like, splish. Right. I think he's just so motivated by, like, my life is in ruins and he's got a lot of passion and he's trying to do yes. something. So I, I think that's why, like, if this movie took place over a week, I wouldn't buy it. But, like, because it takes place in such a short period of time and he's just like. My problem is not his motivation. I don't care about why he's wanting to do this. I'm not questioning that. I don't have a problem uh-huh. with that. I'm saying that as, a, as an audience, why should we give a shit that he's doing this? Why, well, why... He's, he's still presented as a danger, although we don't really think that he is because she's tapped into like 99% of her brain by the time he reaches her. But I feel like he wanted the moment where she reaches 100% and like vanishes into like a higher being when she gets shot at so that the bullet doesn't hit anything. I feel like he wanted that moment so we had to have a villain to shoot her. <laughs> so, that, <laughs> so there would be someone to shoot at her when that moment comes. And the moment before that, though, because she, she explains to the scientists that you think one plus one equals two, but that's not really true. Like, we, 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 we try and make things sound, and it's a bunch of mumbo jumbo just saying, oh, science is we know it's all wrong, and it's actually, 
Yeah, we, we're looking at things, you know, from the the wrong angle, and you know, we we want to assign numbers and letters to things, but really, it's just stuff, and like you're you're not seeing the whole picture, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, sure, like we're not there yet. We're taking baby steps. And then she turns into like goo, like symbiote tendrils and goo, like like venoms, like goo, like going across the floor, and then builds a USB stick ultimately that has all all data in it that Morgan Freeman can look at. <laughs> I like to think of this as a precursor to her. And she just becomes an OI system. <laughs> yeah, of course, while she's strapped into the chair, though, we get this like sequence where she travels through time and looks at different places. I love this sequence. I have a feeling you hate it, but I love it. <laughs> I do hate it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree that the CGI of Lucy is not great in it, but like mm. I, I, I tolerate it in order to... For the for the, the whole scene, I, I actually really think that this uh, is quite a neat moment for yeah. she, she goes back in time she sees different civilizations she meets the the original lucy the very original mm-hmm. lucy uh, after meeting dinosaurs after meeting dinosaurs <laughs> almost uh touches her even and then so we get like this ultra cg like there's like nebulas like blowing into each other and there's like <laughs> like you know all sorts of like gases gaseous clouds mm-hmm. in space and you know, zooming past planets and we see the earth explode and like all these things happen and it all just basically goes round and round and round and then ultimately it's like counting up to her hitting a hundred percent which happens just as the villain shoots at her so then when the bullet doesn't hit anything and her clothes are just there she's ascended do you know what this is this is like the really goofy kind of dumb action movie version of a, a certain character in an early episode of Babylon 5 ascending to a higher being. That's what this is. <laughs> this is the Ironheart movie. Yes, this is this is the the Hollywood action version of Ironheart. Actually, Hearts there was a really funny episode. Story. They're all pretty funny. Episode of uh, Star Trek Lower Decks where a character wants to ascend. And uh, um, that's... Uh, it, it makes fun of a lot of these tropes, especially mm. that, you know, of course, that we've seen in Star Trek and other science fiction before. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I get the idea of she has gone, like, corporeal. She's uh, she's no longer, she's tapped the full use of her brain, and now she's able to basically live forever as, you know, away from the physical body, away from the physical form, which is the only true way to, like, live forever. Mm, yeah, because uh, yeah, she's, like, she's everywhere, you know, like, because... You know, the cop says, where is she? And then like, still looks at his phone and it says, I'm everywhere. His uh, Nokia. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a Nokia, but yeah. His oh, not smartphone. Yeah, that felt a bit weird because this is 2014. So, I mean, there should actually still be smartphones around, but, you know. Uh, yeah, whatever. well, maybe maybe their uh, police office isn't like you sure. know, fully funded. Yeah. <laughs> with the latest equipment for the latest technology. That, for that, that Paris uh, police paycheck just isn't that good. So he's, he's got an old yeah. phone. I can, I mean, this is still like the transition that people are going through. Some people are holding on to their flip phones. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for a smartphone. <laughs> I don't need my phone to play music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he, that's what it is. He's, he's still got an MP3 player and he's not willing to give that up. So he's like, right, no, no. Like, he invested in his Zune. So yeah. he's <laughs> holding on to it. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I had a Zune, actually. I really liked it. <laughs> I never had a Zune, I must say. I, I avoided that. I was like, oh, this is way better than an I, I pod <laughs> i didn't get an ipod for a long time i think part of part of my problem is is it what part of it's the expectation of what the movie is in advance but i, I also think the opening of the movie 
sets me up for a certain type of movie that I think the movie then drifts away from. Like, that opening where she's convinced to go into the, the, the drop-off and then she gets, hit, you know, taken by the, the bad guy and the whole, like, open the case and, like... That, yeah, it's very tense. Very yeah, good. That, it's very really tense. Good, really it's well-directed. Well it feels like I'm stepping into, like, a really solid action thriller where this character is going to become strong and not be this timid by the end and not be this scared. But the problem is, like, when I enjoy that story in something else, like, uh, the example that, you know, we go back to a lot is the Terminator, right? Like, Sarah Connor starts off, she just wants to go out on a Saturday night and dance and stuff, and then over the course of the film, she sort of yeah. grows up. She's, Technoir. Yeah, Technoir, that's the name of the bar. Or Pico. Uh, and she gains this strength, she, she gets self-confident, she's willing to fight back. She, you know, the first time the Terminator comes to her, she just sits there, deer in the head, you know, deer in the headlights, uh, can't move, frozen with fear. And then by the end of the film, she's willing to run, she's willing to fight for her life, she's willing to, like, stay alive. And... But it's a, it's a character journey, it's a character arc. And I don't think Lucy has a character arc in this. There's no character arc. <laughs> she she just switches to this cold, emotionless person and there's no fun or, or engagement or or anything from her. I, just, I don't feel anything from her at all. I wonder if it was a different actress because we know Scarlett Johansson and we know like the types of characters that she plays and she tends, you know, she's already been cast as Black Widow. I think this movie was came out and everyone's like, see, we want a Black Widow movie. And then we got one like what, uh, six, no, seven years later. <laughs> yeah, we got a mediocre but, movie much, much later. Too late. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a fine film. But um, anyway, I I think that, uh, oh, what was my point? Mm, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm only using 6% of my brain. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so I, you know, I, 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 I do think that the, the, the start of the movie sets me up for it. And it's not to say that I can't enjoy a movie that goes down different paths. I mean, you've heard me praise God told me to many a time, and that's a, that's a left oh, turn yeah. after I, left turn. I love when, you know, a movie just embraces its crazy yeah. and just goes but with it. I think part of the problem with this is that, like, I kind of just wanted the movie it gave me in the first 10, 15 minutes. I wanted that mm-hmm. to play out like a normal movie from that point on. Yeah, okay. So I think what I was saying before is that because we know Scarlett Johansson and she tends to always play these tough, strong women, Mm -hmm. uh, when we see her in the beginning, she's sort of playing against type. And maybe we just don't buy her as that character so that her arc doesn't really seem like it's, well, yeah, she's Scarlett Johansson. She's always tough. She's always confident. Uh, She's always like cool under pressure. Nah, I dis- I disagree. Not not because I think it's a bad point. Because you're right, she is playing against type in that opening. Like I agree with that. Like that's very much against what she normally does. But there's just no arc. This is this is not because it's Scarlett Johansson. There is no arc. She just switches to this cold character. Um, and I just I I can't care about her at that point. Like I just I find it impossible to give a shit about like like because but she's you're not, the- you're not curious about what happens to her like as the events progress i think this comes back to the science being nonsense because i already think it's stupid and then once she starts doing abilities that i think are stupid like everything about like where it's going at the end just it's all built on stupidity so i just i can't get into it because even when she's sitting with the scientist and saying oh you know you think two one plus one equals two but that's not true at all like even that like all of it's nonsense there's never a part where i feel like it's making a good point it's just mumbo jumbo to justify your plot (laughs) (laughs) It's, 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 this is the thing like 
in another movie, a better written movie, and this isn't, and if this was just like an action movie that was well directed, it wouldn't need to have like a good point to make. That'd be it'd be okay. It didn't have that, but in a better written movie, you would use even if the ideas weren't like accurate to science, right? The philosoph- the, the the philosophy that comes from it would be making a point about humanity or be making a point about something. But there is no point to what what it's making here, really. It's just kind of generally saying, oh, there's so much more to us than we, un- we understand, and here's some mumbo-jumbo to say that we have, we've just never understood properly, and that's it. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think a movie needs to have that. I mean, I don't think 2001 really has that. I think 2001 is supposed to be like this... Uh, just an experience of watching like what is the next stage of man and where do we go from this point if we need to in order to reach that I think this movie is trying to attempt that very yeah, but much two, 2001 is constantly thought provoking though oh yeah uh, of course it is this movie doesn't I mean, provoke it... a thing because it, everything that it suggests is stupid <laughs> and you know it's stupid I mean I think some of the things yeah like they, they're all kind of dumb but like they're <laughs> Uh, and and some of the visuals um don't help it but like i understand what oh, they're trying to see, do see, see when she's in the chair it's before i think she starts time traveling and like some light starts shooting out of her mouth that is that made me laugh that looks so stupid <laughs> yeah because she t- like ivs all the the rest of the blue drugs yeah. into her body <laughs> yeah it was a little stupid yeah i thought that was really stupid but um like no, I'm not saying a movie does need to have that, but if you're going to tackle these big ideas, then... Then you want David Lynch or Stanley Kubrick to do it. We already heard that point. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that again, but yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you, but even if you... Like, regardless of who's doing it, you, you need to, like, actually present it as a big idea. And this movie just isn't smart enough to pull off those ideas. It just isn't. Like, it's just... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would have been happy with just a slick, well-directed tense action movie with a little bit of silliness to like sort of justify why what's happening is happening and i'll just be like yeah fine whatever it's this an action movie i can roll with it but i can't just say it's an action movie because it stops being that it goes into this direction where it's trying to be this other thing and i don't think it remotely succeeds as that so uh in the in the end i'm like i do think it's well directed in places especially you know near the start where i'm more into what's going on but yeah like I actually, like, I went into this not really remembering where it went. I just remember not liking it. So when I watched it again today for this, and it started getting to the stuff I really hated, I was like, oh, this is why I didn't like this movie. Well, I mean, I'm not going to try to convince you otherwise, so. Well, but you tried. <laughs> you failed. Well, I, I'm trying to justify what I think of the film and why, you know, the things that don't work for you, like, I'm fine with. It's, uh, it's just, we're at a standstill. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, you know, I'm all for like more movies with, with Big ideas, with no, no, with female leads who, oh, yeah, are, who are tough, who are strong, who are capable, and obviously having an arc of going from someone who's scared and like doesn't know what situation they're in and is kind of forced into it against their will, and then becoming strong like i love those types of stories you know regardless i mean regardless of gender really you can have like a meek man who's like scared and grows strong like that's the thing um, i don't really get a lot of those uh, it's I, always it's always women isn't it it usually is i mean you can, you can sort of apply it a little bit to like you know like neo in the matrix 
you know mm-hmm. yeah not as strongly but it, but it is there like it, you can definitely track it a little bit i i guess the the, the point is is that they don't start off as uh yeah i mean scared. we don't get like the we don't get a lot of sci-fi movies like that we tend to yeah. get guys who are like i want revenge for my family so i'm gonna grab a gun and start shooting killing people and like you know those kind of like weak men who become men because they have a gun and that's you know not a great message <laughs> yeah so i just wish i cared but i just I, I couldn't care about anything after but after she goes to see the main bad guy from that point on like once when, when she starts talking to morgan freeman my interest in the movie just started plummeting and that was it that was me i would say like my i i mean i agree that all the stuff with morgan freeman like i just don't I'm just not into it. Like the b- mostly because the it reminds you of what the premise is, and it makes you think, well, it's not real science, so I hate it. But <laughs> and also, Morgan Freeman's character is not good in this. But sure, um, but surely but, to that point though as well. Every time it comes up saying twenty percent, that's also reminding well, you. Well, I I don't yeah I don't mind that because like it is like building up the tension, like just how how much we've progressed. Like they've established, okay, this is the rule. We're gonna we're, this is yeah. the rule that we're following in the movie. Okay, I accept. I'm going to move on. But don't try to justify it with science because it's not going to work. <laughs> Keep your Morgan Freeman out of this. If you give me this premise, my, my assumption would be that, okay, you get better at doing a lot of things. You become smarter. You become, uh, your reflexes are better because maybe you're, you're able to process all the information around you better and things like that. But once you start just like having all these extra magic powers, to, to me, it starts being like, well, why did why does you why are you accessing more of your brain lead to this? How does this give you this ability? I don't you know this doesn't make any sense to me. If I if I if I accept the fundamental basis of the premise, which is stupid on its own, but if I just roll with that, I still don't understand why it leads to. She can control everything around her, like she's in the Matrix. Like what? What are our brains? Is it because we're all just connected? We're you know we're all just atoms that reform and whatever. Is that it? She's just connected to everything now because she's unlocked. Well, I mean, maybe, perhaps like if she's able to see like um, beyond what we can see, then she could see like uh, you know atoms, or even just um, tap into some sort of like the force is the wrong word to use, but <laughs> she's able to like manipulate things around her because she's, she can see them and she sees how the things that can interact. Like even when we move through, you know, space, we're not moving through nothing. We're moving through air. There's stuff, you know, all around us. We're not in a vacuum. I think, I think it had to be more restrained. Even if you're going to go into like a specific type of ability, I think it had to be more restrained for me to get on board with the the idea that you can set up a mechanic that can then be used as a tool later on. Because like I say, later on she can just, you know, snap her fingers, make people fly away. Nothing's a threat. If you set up a tool that she can use though, and we can understand how it can be used in a scene where there's danger, then that could be far more thrilling, I think. Like, you know, set up that she can, I don't know, let's say her mind works quick enough that she can sort of predict where everyone's going to go. So... She could almost do like a, like a Quicksilver in the X-Men. She could, it's not quite super speed, but she could almost like move things around to make it all work. And so there'd be like some fundamental rules where we could understand what she's doing and then achieving it. But her just like going whoosh and away you go. <laughs> it's like, oh, she just did a thing and there, there, there they went. Um, it's just not satisfying. There's nothing to like latch on to for me. So, mm. yeah. Okay. All right. We, I guess we can read it. 
and you know what this is like the shortest episode of the ace that we've done in quite some time and i think it's because the movie doesn't have that much to offer <laughs> what would you like to rate the film tara um i do enjoy the film i have problems with it you know i like to play good cop when you're being bad cop because you know i i do think the movie's worth defending i don't think it's a bad film um but i am going to give it a six <laughs> i love how you sounded more positive than that the entire time because you were you were fighting me well i mean you are being a bit cruel i'm not being a bit cruel i think uh i think you go a little over the top sometimes that's all right i'm being i'm being completely honest i'm trying to explain why i feel the way i do and that's it that's all um but yes, uh, my rating. Uh, I do think it's well directed in places. I think Scarlet is good. Uh, admittedly, the, the the emotionless like sort of like character she becomes, like it's not really her fault. It's just what the character is. Uh, but I do think she's good. Uh, early on, when when mm-hmm. everything else is better, I'm not actually going to go that much lower. Bizarrely, I th- I think I'm only going to go down to a four point five. Which is, you know, I I do think like it's obviously nice. You know, it's nice enough to look at. There's some good stuff early on. I just think that it goes off the rails and just and part of it may be a personal taste thing, but I just none of, none of where it goes is what I wanted from what the movie started with. I just mm-hmm. like I was like, it, it's that thing where you can just see it going down a path, and you're just like, what is this movie? Like I just I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this anymore. Uh, and that's I felt that way the original time I saw it back in 2014 and I felt that way again today so um which well, is good okay so but I mean I'm, I'm glad at least in this case like I, I know it's not just a first time watch thing because I like I, I thought it might be I thought oh maybe now when I watch it because I know it's going to go a certain way and it's going to get more fantastical that I'll, I'll get into it but it didn't work I'm surprised we started with this movie for Luke Besson and not the obvious other big sci-fi film that he's done. Have we not done Fifth Element? Did we do Fifth Element and I just forgot? We may not have. I don't know. Maybe we didn't do Fifth Element. I can't remember. I'll maybe have to check. Did. I'll have to check. I mean, we've been doing this like three years now. Yeah, I know. I'll have to check the tape. Uh, it'll be three years in like April, I think. Uh, hmm. Maybe May. April, May. Around then. A spoiler, I guess. I like Fifth Element a lot more than this. <laughs> As do I. <laughs> Multi-paths. Um, <laughs> Though I'm glad this movie came out when it did, because I needed it. What's so funny, actually, is Fifth Element has Mila Jovovich, <laughs> who I like in Fifth Element, but hate everything else she's ever been in. <laughs> Where And Scarlet here is the opposite. Scarlet's been in tons of great movies, but I don't like this. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, there you go. Um, also, this came out the same year. I mean, actually, it's funny. I, I kept comparing, you know, I brought up Kubrick and Lynch. Uh, another director I could have brought up was Glazer, who directed Under the Skin, which is the same year as this with Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie with a tone that felt like it was tackling big ideas uh, in a much more art house way. I guess that's what I'm saying. I, I guess what I'm saying is the ideas this movie tackles, I want an art house movie of, not. Not an action film? Not an action film, yeah. I guess that's all fun. I guess I can boil it. Everything I said in the last 50 minutes, down to that. <laughs> but there you go. Uh, so yeah, uh, let us know what you think. You, at home, or in your car, or in the bathtub. Probably the bathtub, I think a lot of people listen to us in the bathtub. 
makes sense. Some candles, you know, make a nice little relaxing evening out of it. Uh, but yes, thank you for enjoying the show. Let us know what you think, Alyssa, in the comments and stuffs. Um, of course, I'm going to make Tara pose for the thumbnail. That's the usual thing. Three, two, one, pose. That's my best Lucy poster. Tara, why don't you tell me about Patreon whilst I uh, check what's coming up next? That's right, Peter. If you enjoy our reviews, please check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as well as $1 per month, you will actually get access to bonus episodes that we do for the Ace. So you can check out what we think of The Giver, our latest episode that went up last month. And we haven't, I don't think we've decided what we're doing this month. Maybe a Tremor sequel because we've been working through the Tremors franchise. I think Tremors uh, 5 is penciled in currently, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we did the first one on the main show. If you want to see our thoughts on the sequels, $1, you get access to Tremors 2 through 4 and plus a boatload of other episodes. Yep. If you donate $5 per month, you'll be able to access these episodes a day early and you get to decide what we watch once a month. You get to vote. Lucy was a vote, so head on over check that out. Thank you. There you go. Uh, so next week, we're actually doing a, a new film from last year. Uh that has been on my to-do list. Uh, has been on our to-do list. Uh, from the director of Raw is Titan. And I have heard very interesting, positive things about Titan. So. I've heard very positive, interesting things about Raw. Raw's very good. I recommend Raw. It's not a sci-fi movie, but I recommend Raw. Uh, I have heard Titan's like a movie that is ultimately science fiction, but it's really hard to place in a genre for a lot of it, so... Oh, it should be an interesting watch next week. Sounds fun. Uh, maybe it'll even serve as a nice comparison to Lucy, from what I've heard of it, actually. <laughs> uh, I, I really don't, I don't know anything except for the poster. Sure, sure. Uh, so that's coming up next. Uh, and then we have something a bit more silly old school after that, and then some other things. So the, 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 the stuff coming, the stuff coming. I don't even know what it is. I'm excited. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I would also thank our Patreon producers for the month. So thank you to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. I usually say that before I get Tara to tell you about Patreon, but I, I had to get her to kill time whilst I checked what was coming up next. So uh, those are the producers at one of the higher tiers over at Patreon. Uh, and of course, uh, that is about it. You know, get us on the Twitters at Screams Midnight. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed the show and our disagreement about Lucy <laughs> but uh, thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching science fiction and computer at Salsa <laughs>